0: You're listening to The Bunker, New York, live on RBMA Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker, New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick. Today we're joined by a very special guest, John Templeton of Great American Techno Festival and Vicious Circle in Denver. He's going to do a guest DJ set. Pretty much a full show takeover here, so we're going to start with his DJ set right from the top and get into an interview later on, as well as some announcements for the Bunker-related things. We're celebrating our 13-year anniversary and have uh, some exciting things happening around that. So more on all that later, but right now we're going to get into John's set. Again, this is The Bunker, New York on RBMA Radio. The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Right now we're listening to John Templeton's DJ set, and I believe John is going to
1: read back what we've been hearing so far. Yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and Brian, thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. My pleasure. Um, We started with uh, Refracted, Exit the Jungle, which is off of Silent Season, a really uh, great label out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, follow that up with a culture indie track called Prototype 5, which is an Orphix remix. Pretty much anything Orphix is going to be in a set of mine. I'm a fan. Uh, Dino Sabatini after that. Enigmatica, it's off the latest Exium uh, release on Pole Group. Uh, follow that up with uh, Kessel, Sphere of Influence, Substance Remix, Substance is DJ Pete, one of my all-time favorites. Follow that up with Ecologist and the Automatic Message Freight off the From Zero to One label out in San Francisco. And currently we are listening to R. Rose Purge on his label, Yo.
0: Nice. We had R. Rose in here last week. Okay. So again, this is John Templeton. We're going to get back into his set. You are listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. the Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasanick, and we're listening to a stellar guest DJ set from John Templeton right now. And uh, I believe John's going to let us know what he's been playing here.
1: Thanks, Brian. You're just saying that because I'm sitting in the studio with you, but I really appreciate it. Uh, the <laughs> track we're currently listening to is uh, Patrick Carrera, Paranoid Dancer. It's a Sleep Archive remix. I don't think I've played a set in the probably last two months without this track in it, so it was only right to play it today. It's kind of that perfect, heady, loopy techno that I just that I just really enjoy right now, so great track. Uh, before that was Hubot. He's a random French guy I found. The track's named VCH1. Before that was Arcing Seas. Tengri. And before that, we had NX1, a Spanish duo. The name of the track is 05013. And before that, more stuff from Spain with Exxium and Rico from their collaboration EP on uh, Mental Disorder, which is Rico's label. Uh, The track's part one.
0: All right. Thank you for that. And I think we're just going to get right back into the mix. John will be joining us for an interview later. This is The Bunker, New York on RBMA Radio. to The Bunker, New York on RBMA Radio, where today we're joined by John Templeton, and it's going to keep going, but first he's going to tell us what you've been hearing for the past, I think it's been like 20 minutes since we've done a break.
1: Uh, the last track we've been listening to, and thanks again, Brian, for having me, is uh, Clay Wilson, Fear is, how do you say that? It's on your label. I don't even know. That doesn't mean I know how to say okay, it. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, anyways, it's Clay Wilson track <laughs> on The Bunker, New York. Um, a fantastic release overall. Before that, we had a track from uh, Techno Santa Claus, Zadig, uh, number 642, Me, he seriously looks like Santa Claus. Uh, before that was Control's Charge, a Rich Audi remix, Rich is one half of the amazing duo Orphix. Uh, before that was Headless Horseman, Road to Betrayal, off the latest Headless Horseman full-length album. and. Previously before that was Hidenobu Ito, zombie effect on the label Numballek out of Switzerland. All right. Thanks for
0: that. Um, John is going to play for about another half an hour, and we have to leave some time at the end of the show for his world-famous temple tips. So you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. We're to get back into the mix. listening to The Bunker, New York on RBMA Radio. Today we were joined by guest DJ John Templeton, bringing the set to a close now. Um, We were getting some questions on Twitter about what you've been playing at the end of the set, so I guess we should start by having you read back the final segment there.
1: Sure. This track that we are currently finishing with is one that I wrote with my friend Matt Cavender, who goes by The Missing Link. Uh, This track is called Ennis, it's unreleased. Uh, Before that was... Hour 25 by Ben Mill with a Dash Rush remix. Before that was Peacetime by Architectural. Architectural is also Rico. Um, <laughs> Your favorite. My favorite. Uh, before that was Undertow by Planetary Assault Systems. Um, before that was uh, Grishad Littenberger, Rimmel Plus, a Svoreca edit on uh, Semanica Records. And before that was Scape Sequences by Max M on MREC Limited. Um, unfortunately, we lost Max this past year due to cancer, but um, wanted to play one of his tracks in honor of him today. All right, so before we get
0: into the interview, I have a couple announcements for some upcoming Bunker events. For those of you in New York, we're celebrating our 13-year anniversary, the Bar Mitzvah edition uh, at Good Room, and in the Good Room, we have an Infrastructure New York Takeover First time that's happened in New York with Function Inland and Postscriptum. And in the Bad Room, the Bunker Residence, Mike Servito, myself, and frequent guest Carlos Sufrant. More info on that at thebunkerny.com. And then coming up in February, we have some dates in Europe for our European listeners. We're doing February 5th at Concrete in Paris with Romans, Marco Shuttle, and myself. We're doing February 6th at Berghain in Berlin with Mark Verbos, Romans, myself, Clay Wilson, DJ Nobu, Function, Constantine Lote, Patrick Russell. Uh, so that's the whole day, night, next day in Berghain. And then up in Panorama Bar, we have Derek Plasleko back-to-back, Mike Servito, uh, Aaron Fitt, and some others. And then the following weekend in London, we're taking over the Pickle Factory with Romans, Loté, and myself, and I think that's all we have coming up right now that I can actually announce, but as always, we have a ton of stuff coming up in New York this year that I'm very excited about. And um, I guess, John, what do you, do you have any events?
1: Um, we are doing a party with Santiago Salazar in uh, Denver on January 30th, um, and other than that, Nothing. Taking a little hiatus for a little bit. I will be back in Europe in uh, March and April for a couple of gigs in, uh, in Berlin and uh, yeah, I like doing my little annual pilgrimage in uh, March and April going over there. So be back in, in Europe at the end of March. Uh, I do have some open dates, so get a hold of me if you want to. Me. <laughs> and uh, you just
0: wrapped up the Great American Techno Festival. That's correct. The, the, is, is it It's official? It's the final?
1: It, it, it's officially at an end. I think five years was a nice arc for the festival in and of itself. And it allows me and our staff to just do other stuff. Um, we love doing the festival, but once a year having to do that, um, you know, it's a lot of work. And it, to most people are part-time. They can't do it full-time. So to free ourselves to do other endeavors is is. A, is it's a freeing aspect, and it feels really good. So.
0: Yeah, I've, n- I've never done my own festival, but being involved with others who've done it over the year, I guess my closest involvement being Unsound New York, it's even as somebody who produces events all the time, I do like 25, 26 a year, just one festival seems like an insane amount of work for, and then it's like, it's over before you know it.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I would almost argue that doing a monthly or doing what you're doing is much harder because you just have to, you have to constantly be on it. Whereas the festival, we could end and you can regroup and you can kind of start again and get prepared uh, for the next year. But then when it's over, it's just this, what do I do next feeling? And uh, so it's, it's kind of nice to have that chapter behind us and, and moving on to something else. Moreover, I feel like the festival accomplished what it needed to, which was kind of, we were just trying to to bring cool, heady techno to Denver that people otherwise weren't bringing. And the landscape has changed now, and I feel like there's, there's not that necessity that there that there used to be. I thought the goal was to take over uh, Red Rocks and— Well, initially that was the idea, actually. I mean, when I was 28 years old and, you know, you're, you're sitting in your living room and you're drinking beer and you're getting stoned, it sounds really great, right? You know, we're going to build this thing up and by year five we're going to be at Red Rocks and I'm going to have— Ricardo and Luciano and all these people that I don't even like anymore. So, (laughs) you know, that's Not really the ideal festival to throw and and the other thing is too It's um, I don't enjoy going to concerts at Red Rocks anymore I don't like being around six seven thousand people Nevertheless for dance music where you need room to move around you want to be around people to be at a festival um, can be really taxing unless it's really well organized and uh, the idea of even having to attend Red Rocks to me, I don't like so to have to be there all day to throw a festival sounds even worse.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of big venues. I can't even remember the last time I was in one actually.
1: Um, so are you are you going to stay in Denver? Um, I'm in Colorado till the end of the year but my move is coming east. I think it's I think that's part of the reason I ended the festival as well. And um, you know, for the longest time I wanted to go to Europe. I think like every other American DJ, you get the eye on the prize that Berlin is is the place to be. But I like you know actually it was Mike Parker who said it to me. It's like you don't need to live in Berlin to get the Berlin experience once a year. You know, go over for three or four weeks and you can accomplish what needs to get done, and he's really right about that. Um, as for the US right now, I mean this is something that we talk about all the time is where is techno happening in the US? Where's this type of kind of psychedelic, really heady techno, where's it doing well? Well, there's really only a few cities in the world that it's really doing well. And New York is one of them. So I think that's in my inevitable destination. Doing well,
0: yes, but it se- I guess from my perspective, it seems like it's really growing in the US. And as like a, a booking agent, I'm seeing more and more scenes maybe they're they're obviously not as healthy as what we have going on in new york but there's it's really spreading i think at a very incredible rate right now and i'm i'm just always kind of wondering who's going to be the next like i guess pittsburgh would be the success story right now of a scene where i grew up in pittsburgh and they they went from well they would get upset if i said nothing but they went from nearly nothing to having like an amazing scene small but amazing and super consistent with uh i mean you could live in pittsburgh and you pretty much you have an amazing party to go to every single weekend
1: that's true um what they've done in pittsburgh is they've really done it the right way and kind of tried to build it from the ground up organically and um they also have something that i think a lot of us struggle with in the united states which they have a good venue that goes past two o'clock And I think for a lot of cities, you know, New York is immune to this because New York is known as the city that never sleeps, and bars at least stay open until 4, but for most of the United States, our closing time is 2 a.m., and that's what happens in Denver. Um, Some places, even worse, it's 1 a.m. is the closing time. Uh, Pittsburgh is very fortunate in that they have a space where they can be able to go all night, and um, I think for most, if we look at the cities that are doing well in the United States, it's that ability to stay open past 2. But isn't that, I mean, technically that is
0: possible anywhere. Like where there's a will, there's a way you can find. It's going to be more work some places than others, but you can always find and maybe more illegal some places than others. But techno always seems to find a way to happen at the hours it needs to happen. Because you can only have so many frustrating nights living in a city where your party actually ends at 2 a.m. before you correct have to stop doing that
1: yeah i think um it just depends honestly it just depends on the city it depends on your your crowd size and um you know another city that i've that i've heard i have not played yet but i would like to is columbus is doing really well right now um columbus ohio so you know there are these little pockets throughout the u.s santa fe new mexico um seattle is is really doing well at the moment you know i actually thought about moving to seattle but it's so far in the northwest corner of the country that you are it's tough to be able to fly to other cities. That's why Denver has been so nice, actually, is you're right in the middle of the country. So I'm pretty much a two to three hour flight um, from anywhere in the US. So from a logistical standpoint, it's actually a really, really helpful city. And it's helpful for us getting artists through, right? Because people are either playing on the East, they're coming to the West, we can snag them as they're coming through.
0: But why, I guess, why not Denver? Like what? what, if something went wrong in Denver, like I know you've tried so hard in Denver And at this point, you're almost throwing your hands up, like what, with all these other cities we're talking about where it's going off, like what, what is it about Denver?
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say Denver's electronic music scene is struggling by any means. I feel like for bass music, for house music especially, it's doing really, really well. And I feel like part of that is, and I alluded to this in, in the RA exchange that I did earlier in the year, is your aesthetic, your surroundings and your environment makes a really big difference for what what type of music is going to come out and right now the economy is doing great in denver we have a really good economy it's sunny you have 315 days of sunshine a year people are happy that's that doesn't scream techno to me techno is more uh kind of broken down it's cloudy it's gray it's black it's it's not sunshine and rooftops it's just not and so i feel like that is part of it, but also the Dimmer's grown so much because of uh, what people call the Green Rush now, right? We yeah, to I heard,
0: heard Dab Step is really big. Dab Step
1: is huge. Yeah. And so the Green Rush has really caused an influx of population. Well, by the same token, it's pushed a lot of our friends out. Uh, the people that we used to do music with, a lot of them have left. And. I think part of that is just the natural change. Colorado is a very transient state in general. People are not from there, they're from somewhere else, and you're going to migrate back to where your family lives, or you're going to go where the where the kind of wind blows you. And we've seen that. We've seen a lot of the people that used to be core as part of GATF, or the community festival that used to be in Boulder, which also ended this past year.
0: Yeah, both in this, both of the, at least from my perspective, the relevant festivals in Colorado ended this year.
1: But at the same time, you can make the argument that it clears the way for the new generation and the next people to take the reins. Yeah, there's new new people doing parties, I've noticed. And there are. And that's actually happening in Denver. We have Nocturnal, which has picked up the slack with a lot of the really cool... Um, heady techno bookings that that we used to do deep club as well. People are people are doing that in Colorado. It, so and it's kind of like I said earlier. I don't feel that necessity to do a show in order to see someone that I always wanted to see, which used to be the case. So is that
0: why you got into doing the offense in Denver? Was essentially to see the artist you wanted to see in your hometown, and no one else was doing
1: it? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it was the initial. The initial uh, intro, I guess, was in 2009, we got a warehouse. No one was booking me and my friends for a party, and we wanted to bring some techno people in, and no one else was bringing them in. And so I actually, one of my friends who had a sound system, and he was kind of more with the dubstep crew, he sent me an article on Craigslist and said, hey, what do you think about this? And it was a listing for a 1,400 square foot, basically garage, just a garage door, concrete floor, bathroom in the back. But it's 1,400 square feet, six-month lease, $990 a month. So I said, let's try it. Let's get a few friends together. So I actually ended up, it was five of us total. So we, we didn't even have to spend $200 a month. So if we got kicked right. out of the place, what's the difference, right? We'll just eat the money. Who cares? So we teamed up actually with a skateboarding company. So our basically we went to the landlord and we said, hey, we're an indoor skateboarding company. We need this place to build our skateboarding stuff and <laughs> to press T-shirts and to... Um, have an indoor skateboarding place and it was absolutely perfect because it was an indoor skate park by day and then we would take the ramps outside and we would do put tarps up around the fence and we'd do parties at night Um, and so it Changed the dynamic for me and some of my friends in Denver so all of a sudden these these people these promoters Who wouldn't even talk to me at a club wouldn't return my email wouldn't return my phone call now all of a sudden They want me to play for them. It wasn't like they saw me and thought I was a good DJ It was oh, I actually had something that they needed which was a venue that went past two o'clock in a legal venue, so now all of a sudden people who never have anything to do with me, now they're pretending to be my best friends, but guess what, that's part of it, you know, and it kind of dawned on me, you know, when you're a young 20-something guy, I think you feel like the world owes you something, and it makes you realize that you have to give something to the world in order to get something back, and it was just being able to contribute was, was the one thing that Denver didn't have that we had was an after hours venue, and so we started doing parties there, obviously now you've got the place, you've got to make it work, but you know, we had Kyle Geiger, Ben Clock, Devious One, Mark Henning, Margaret Digas, Perk. It's amazing people at this little, tiny, just, who gives a shit, little Is this garage. the wood
0: shop you're talking this about? This is the wood shop, okay.
1: yeah. So we had the first one, and then of course, you know, landlords catch on to you after a while, and they're like, hey, what's going on here? So we got kicked out of that one, and then the skateboarding company actually ended up finding our second one, which actually ended up being so much better, it was much larger, uh had a second floor it was it was just perfect you could do about 250 people in there so we had did a droid showcase with uh trunkate drumcell the whole droid crew peter van hosen Andy Stott, Mono Lake, R. Rose. We had some really incredible wow. parties there. What what um, era was that? This was 2012 to 2013. August 2012 to August 2013. And it was a really amazing spot. I mean, the best part about having a spot like that was we had the sound system inside. So it's like a Tuesday in the middle of the week. Let's go down in the sound system. And let's go down and play music on the sound system. Let's go hang out. We're at a party on Saturday night. The music really sucks. Let's get out of here. Go back to the wood shop and we'll play music tonight. I mean, that was honestly the best part about it. Or let's have the friends over and let's do a movie night. So we'd put a movie screen and we'd play a movie and then we would do our own soundtrack to it. Let's bring in some hardware, bring in some gear, and we will create the soundtrack to No Country for Old Men or 2001 A Space Odyssey. I mean, that was the best part about having a space like that. So it was kind of having a space, then it was that transition into let's try and Let's try and do more, you know. Did
0: you doing all these I, presumably illegal spaces did, I'm sure it must have occurred to you at some point to try to open a legal venue? Is that something you ever attempted or
1: I did actually, I did actually look at a legal venue a couple of times, but I mean, it's just so incredibly difficult to find a place in general. Um, You know, we wanted to find a place that already had a pre-established cabaret license, which means you can dance and drink alcohol. And then we needed an alcohol permit as well. Um, The Green Rush, the real estate boom in Denver, absolutely destroyed that idea. Because all the empty spaces were now gone. It's new restaurants, it was new dispensaries, it was everything else that was opening up with an incredibly booming economy. So for a guy like me, a struggling techno promoter, to be able to find a legal space, it was really tough. And then our audience, I mean, there are definitely people coming into Denver that were into what we did, but the majority of people coming in are not coming in because they want to be part of techno. I mean, we would get the fringe people. It just, it wasn't there the numbers to really necessitate me taking out a loan to really, to really go for it like that. And I'll be honest, I don't like being a promoter. I never did. It was only out of necessity that I did it. And while I do enjoy it now, it is by no means my... My upcoming desires to to be a lifetime promoter. I just... Yeah,
0: Nahal was just asking me yesterday. Do you think Do you think Tumbleton's going to move to New York because he wants to throw parties here? And I was like, No, I don't. I don't think that's his.
1: No, I want to move to New York so I can go out to a party and and just have fun and be a consumer again. Yeah. I mean, it's not that. There's nothing in Denver for us. It's just you have, you know, okay, you guys had R. Rose and Gunnar Haslam on December 23rd. Like it's a like Wednesday. a Wednesday
0: night, yeah.
1: That's never going to happen unless <laughs> we do it and, oh, by the way, we're going to lose a ton of money on the party. You know, it's not going to happen. I want to get back to being a consumer again and the enjoyment of it, um, not the stress of it. Yeah, I mean, you
0: were so much more laid back and just seemed to be having fun and just kind of in the zone. When I saw you in Berlin last year... Because you could just whatever pay I your ten have, euros I at the door
1: exactly. I didn't have anything to do. I could just show up. Oh, here's by by the way, what I always tell my friends. When you pay the cover to come, you pay to be able to show up when you want and to leave when you want, okay? Yeah. As the promoter, we got to be there hours before you and hours afterwards, oh, and the same time that you're there as well.
0: Yeah. People so, people often wonder why I don't show up to the after party, and I'm like, no, you, you showed up at 2 and left at 6. I yeah. showed up at 8 and left at 7.30.
1: Yes, that ability to be able to leave when you want, that's what you're paying for, people. So next <laughs> time you argue to me and Brian about your cover, just remember when you come in free, you're just going to have to stay the entire time with us. That, that's it. From here on out, people that, that want to guest list, you just have to stay the whole time.
0: Right. Uh, I have a couple random questions from the Peanut Gallery online. Um, some people on FOM wanted to know, uh, how was the app College reunion?
1: Uh, the Millsaps College reunion was amazing, actually. Um, you know, it was our 10-year anniversary. Millsaps is the name of the college that I went to school in, Jackson, Mississippi. And um, that was actually the the uh, terminology that I used when the police were showing up to try and shut down our party that, ha- that we were doing in, in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi. Uh, when, <laughs> when the cops showed up, uh, basically they are like, what the hell is going on? And... Uh, <laughs> You know, because they see 40 kids and there's techno playing and it's 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Most people are in church at this time in Stone County, Mississippi. And the fact that 40 of us were not in church and playing techno was pretty shocking to the local community, I guess. So we had uh, several noise complaints about doing this. We were on private property, but... um, Were you technically doing anything illegal? um, Were we doing anything illegal? Yes, I guess we were playing music without a sound permit, but... You know, for the most part, you know, we really weren't doing anything illegal. Um, We didn't get a ticket. No one got arrested. But, yeah, saying that it was my Millsaps College 10-year reunion was the amazing shutdown for those police. (laughs) Like, just the look on their face when, you know, they were, you know, what's going on? What are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, we just got together. It's my Millsaps College 10-year reunion. Just, oh, yeah, all right. You know, it would be like if we got here to go fishing, you know, that would have worked as well, I think.
0: Right. Uh, so I understand you had a chance to try Defaro's pizza. This I did. Week. I did. Yeah, the
1: legendary Defaro's pizza. Uh, the old guy was not there, uh, working. Yeah, it was. It was a what? different. It was a different guy. But um, I know. So that does that not count? Does that mean I haven't really had Defaro's? I in? didn't even
0: think that was legal or possible.
1: It is legal and it is possible, and it was still delicious. Uh, it's definitely better than any pizza I'd get in Denver. That's for sure. Um, but it was, it was great actually when we walked in, uh, when Elena and I walked in, it was, it was pretty awesome because I was telling her on the way and like, the best food is always the piece of shit, hole in the wall space, you know, where there's trash on the floor and you don't even want to wash your hands in the sink in the bathroom because it'll make them dirtier. Yeah, you've got to touch the... Right, you don't want to touch anything and when you do, you probably want to hazmat yourself afterwards. That's what Defar's pizza looks like, and that's where the great pizza is, right? The great pizza is not going to be in the nice place with the clean clean tablecloth and stuff like that. It'll gonna... be
0: great, but not as great.
1: Right. So I, w- I was very happy with it. So are you going to be able to eat pizza in Denver now? Yeah, I mean, you eat pizza out of necessity. That's just what you do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just won't be the same. I'll, I'll uh, you know, kind of close my eyes and, and think about Defar's every time I take a bite.
0: Yeah. So uh, you were just a f- just I th- just a few weeks ago you did the debut the New York debut of your new project coward um, how I guess how is that going? is there anything you'd like to say about the project or t- I think most people probably aren't aware of it yet so no coward think. is
1: something that uh, my friend Carl Ricker and I started doing probably about 16 months ago and it basically just started where. I would be playing techno records and Carl, for uh, people that don't know Carl, he records under the name Ray Deer. Um, It's a drone ambient project that he's been doing for years. Carl also has probably the most amazing uh, collection of... Ambient drone noise records that just most people simply don't have and so the idea was for me to play my very Boring loopy techno and then have Carl play really boring ambient and drone music over the top <laughs> and we try and make it mediocre to mediocre and Not as boring, but it actually turned out pretty well. Um, I just have to try and make myself disciplined to Not play like it's a solo DJ set. I think that's kind of the challenge a lot of times is I want to um, I want to play like I'm playing solo, but I need to tell myself to to kind of rein it in and let Carl do his thing. That's that's the point of the project. But we've started writing music as well, kind of taking that same thing as well. Like, okay, you write like you're writing a drone track, and I'll write techno underneath, and we'll we'll put the, we'll fuse those two together. So far, it's going really well. Uh, we're both quite happy with it, and um, yeah, looking forward to more stuff. We're gonna be playing Dallas here coming up, and. um and looking for some more shows to add, but yeah, so far so good, looking for some more uh, time in the studio when I get back to Colorado with Carl to, to pump out some more tracks. But so far, our workflow has gone really, really well, and we're both happy with it. I guess I'm speaking for him, but I, Carl, I hope you're happy with it, so.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That guy's usually not happy with he's much. He's not very happy. Yet. Yeah, he's not so. a happy individual. He plays a lot of bummer jams. Um, I guess before we wrap things up here, is there uh, people who want to hire you to DJ, voice acting, etc.? How do they contact you? Where do they find you?
1: Yeah, you can just use my traditional email, J H N at gatf.us. Yeah, pretty easy. Nice and simple. Cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a fantastic set.
1: Thank you. It was... uh, really great to be here and, and check out the rbma studios you guys have been uh, really fantastic and hopefully i'll get to do it again with you sometime
0: yeah it seems like you're going to be in new york more often so
1: that's correct hopefully
0: all right so you have been listening to john templeton on the bunker new york on rbma radio we'll be back in two weeks thanks for joining us